<laughs> Kisun is on the Heights, not him in the Heights, on the 12th Man Tonight. That is a local show. Right. Oh, yes. Show on TV. Um, so Kisun on that tonight. And I tell him if anything, if we reach to that level of conversation of that right. topic, which is a very heated topic as well. Yeah, um, no, you know, I mean, we could. We will, we will. I, find, I mean, it, it, I will find yeah, because it, at that point, but we we'll see how you know it goes. I mean, because because Paris just, just bust and say some real out of time and thing. Little la, a hour ago, so no everybody way. Yeah, ESPN FC just talk about it. The man out of control. The man say he planning this for three years, and he say he doing it because of COVID. So the man bothers so you know COVID was going on three years ago. <laughs> he get quiet. <laughs> but he said the same going away. You know, he said this, uh... But everybody pulling out yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, but, he said, like that. but he said Real had no money. That's the point. He said Real had no money. Don't mind it. Just buy a man yesterday. <laughs> so he said Real right. had no money. Right. So they have remember, to... it's, it's debt, right? It's debt. They are no money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. So we... All right, so all right, all right. Sure, so good night, everybody. Good night, right now, welcome to the second installment of the High Room Live here on Facebook and supposedly on YouTube as well. Can anybody confirm that they seen us on YouTube? Shankar, you seen anything coupling up there? Maybe, yeah, we'll see what's going on. So, yeah, we should be on YouTube Live right now as well. And as is customary at this point, I have my two co hosts, I have Shankara and Torian in the studio here with me. And I guess you know, we just we planning things. Um, with emotions because look out today we get the next set of restrictions just like last week it was our Wednesday thing I guess it's our Wednesday thing so um, the new restrictions for the COVID-19 pandemic effects on Trinidad um, because right now we have our big spike taking place if anybody um, didn't know um, I know Torian might have been following or maybe not but um, I don't know how because I know the Canadian situation might have you you know the synapses all focused, but um, yeah. we had 171 cases yesterday, um, reported right it's coming in yesterday. Hmm. And I mean, that whenever we cross that 100, there's always be a time like okay, oh, things not and um, overall, the, the restrictions are not as harsh as they were in March or so last year, but um, let me see if I could pull it up here so. In terms of the new restrictions, from midnight, no public gathering for entertainment and concerts. Now, I don't know what concerts they're talking about. Maybe they meant like, um, things in theater, right? We're getting a little bit of bleed from some. I think, I think if you do YouTube on your end, Shankara, getting a or something. Yeah. So, um, no, and so no public gathering for entertainment and concerts. Although, to my knowledge, I don't think we were having any entertainment and concerts in any public gatherings per se. So, not I'm not officially sure. maybe. Well, that's the thing. If it's not official, then it still will be going on unofficially because it never was officially sanctioned in the first place. That's true. So, that's true. right? Public service to revert to 50% rotational basis. Not touching on workplace in private sector, however, but appeal to private sector to maintain measures. So it's all up to the private sector to use a little discretion 
and not send out their full workforce if it is that they could have somebody to work from home or whatever public service back to 50 percent so in other words public service back to normal um place of worship <laughs> to reduce the 25 <laughs> capacity right places of worship 25 percent capacity so I I mean, I yeah it's 10 percent yeah, well, 25%, and if you're looking at a place like, let's say, Susamacha or something, that's a, a good bit of people, the 25%. Again, um, you know, we're looking at these churches that could hold like 300 people, 200 people, that kind of thing. Um, so according to the church, you know, or the temple, mosque, whatever, that's a good bit of people. Um, so that's not that stringent, I would say. Weddings and funerals, well, that's where they sit them the hardest because, you know, that does get... Um, while sometimes weddings and funerals mm. limited to 10 persons. So that was, that's the most harsh measure, I would say, at this point in time. I, I get in. You all hearing that? 10 man wedding, man. You all hearing anything like echoing right now? No? Okay, cool. Um, yeah, 10 man wedding, 10 man funeral, 10 man wedding. That's the harshest thing. And again, it is somewhat necessary because people have jackass this scene. They have jackass this scene. <laughs> um, they were jackassing the scene a very long time now. And mm. apparently the Easter was the straw that break the camel back. Because since Christmas, I was mm. expecting it to be like two weeks after Christmas, it would have happened. But um, mm. I think I think this um Tobago shenanigans and all these kind of things. I mean, again, too, you carry timely virus. You don't know when it's going and bust it like that. So it happened. And it happened. And right mm. now, I think we have close to a thousand for the month. Um in the last <laughs> month. Uh, close to a thousand cases coming in from what it was like a, a two three every day um so you know but the borders are open now no nah. so there's no. a thousand with more with, with borders locked down they somewhat open because they still have flights coming in you know but that why i hear i the hear they not here again if they want again the borders no no, no no officially sanctioned caribbean airline flights you apply to the um, ministry or security, whatever it is, get your exemption, you get put on the list, and you come down on a flight. Like, I'd have a flight does leave, I want to say, every two months from Canada. It could be more frequent than that. But I know somebody mm. who was trying to get on a flight over the Christmas because her parent died and uh, mm. couldn't get on. But And I also know someone who came on the most recent flight that came down last week, Wednesday or Thursday or something like that. So there are flights and people are coming through, coming into the country officially. Okay, okay. Right. I so, mean, that's that's news for me because I, I, I mean, that's the repatriation process which has always been going on. So, right, we mm. have that. We have that. We do have that, and that is, you know, something that has to happen because at the end of the day, mm -hmm. we are indefinitely not allow anybody at all to come back because people would be mm. dying. Right. Mm. Besides that, however, we do not have um borders open for anything else as as far as I see it, right? So, Torian, what are you talking about? Just slowly, slowly, people get an exemption to come repatriate. Right? <laughs> <Nah>, I think <laughs> so. Which brings us to what we were talking about last week. With the borders <laughs> and just being open, right? And you pick a beach and reach. Alright? So, that's a different thing altogether. Now, um, the government would be really um, monitoring the repatriation process. So anybody who's coming back on those things are people who are being quarantined and so on, right? 
those people are being monitored well as best as they could. Yeah. Now, that begs the question: Where the the Brazilian mutation? Um, today they talk about the Brazilian mutation and so on. I think three different variants, or whatever you call it, um, if I'm correct, variant. Um, they were talking about its existence here in Trinidad. Um, so again, people asking, okay, so you know where is that coming from? All of this. I mean. There is the obvious answer that it has to do with the immigrants that are coming in. But again, you know, that is a, that is a whole separate topic that we'll get into sometime when it comes to the whole refugee crisis and all of that that we touched on last week. And, and Shankara said he's now really getting wind of that situation, right? So, you know, I think in time to come, as I said, we're going to keep our promise and have this every week. So we'll come and touch on that. So for now, everybody, try and behave all yourself. I believe the cinema still open to see Mortal Kombat. So if you're going to see Mortal Kombat, all right, I don't know how that doesn't fall on that. Yeah, all right, <laughs> you see Mortal Kombat, make sure that, you know, you don't bring home a fatality. Right? They get a repatriation taxi to go movie talk. Yeah, yeah. So, you know... Yeah, um, mass like Sub-Zero. <laughs> so, last week we spoke at length about the vaccination process and the COVID-19 situation. And undoubtedly, we will be coming back to that for sure because that ain't changing. And this topic we want to touch on today, well, I don't know if this, as far as I see, I don't know if the cinema is closed. I didn't hear anything that, that very, um, you know. No, nah, it has something on the paper. They say movie don't, movie don't open. On, on the papers, they say movie don't open. So. That's yesterday. To, 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 remember, today this come out, right? So we don't know... Mm. Say, right? So I'm not sure, Vincent, which one, but I have a feeling they might be open. Um, mm. I'm not sure. I, I can't say. I think somebody contacted them and they say they are open. I, I'm not wow. sure. Um, so if anybody has information on that, they could probably hit us up in the comments. Um, yes, powers, you know the idea, right? So um, this <laughs> we wanted to we wanted to shift a bit to another ongoing problem. That has been plaguing TNT, just like coronavirus has been plaguing the world. And that is the topic and the issue of crime. Now, what can we say about crime that hasn't been said already about crime? Right? It has been endemic to our country in the most bizarre rate for the past 20 years, I would say, give or take a few. Right? And at this point in time, people have become really desensitized to it, but there always is something that would happen that would drive it home because we live in an island. And something will happen ever so often, and you'll remember dread. What these is it going on? What is really going on? Right now, with Andrea Barrett recently, that shook up the nation. And it had the vigils and so on. And you know, everybody, you know, try to show that solidarity to each other. And so on, but then you know it get kind of lull, right? And mm. now the COVID coming back, and people are gonna be like not being able to meet up and things for vigils, and they bust on the vigil in South, the not the vigil per se, the candlelight vigil to do the signing of the petition that they were trying to get the signatures um, about, you know, ending violence against women due to um, well, with the introduction of certain laws and so and pepper spray and all of this kind of thing to become legal and all that, right? So different things in that petition. Now they bust down that when it came to South. It it was able to happen in North. They weren't able to do it in South in SSL car park. And you know, 
Now, that was a few weeks ago, like a month ago, probably. Now, they ain't going to have none of that because we can't even gather in public at all right now because we're back on this lockdown. Back on our lockdown. Right? But then something happened. But, but what would happen, though, Cutter, if... Hmm. What's the consequence of gathering? So let me say, they say, well, forget all that. We're going to gather still. What's what, the consequence? Well, like, it, it, could, it, could, it could be seen as a, a riotous act and it could take action. We don't know. You don't know if it's as, you know, we don't know. I mean, it could be breaking the law. They could, if the, I mean, if people come out in numbers, what can they really do? We don't know until it happens, right? So mm-hmm. what happened was when people came out and, and at that moment, everybody had to go back in the castle. They did break up and scatter the thing, the, the, the demonstration. People could not come out and sign petition and thing and they couldn't have... They put a yellow tape around the speaker because you know Philip and I was speaking at that those events. So they, they put, there was not allowing them to talk and thing. But um, what I was going to touch on is that um, something happened over the weekend here and it really shake me up now because um, one of my I'll call him a neighbor, although Charles Street is very long, he is still a neighbor to me, um, Mister mm-hmm. Anand Maraj, right? Really, really upstanding guy in the community. He has a very popular um garage you know there's a mechanic business um they fix cars and so on and they also rent cars triple rentals and automotive you know um he lives right there by the you know by the business and i would have rented cars from him in the past and things like if i had to you know and always a very friendly person he always knows who's who's who around the community you know hey oh vj son hey, how you going you know thing 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 you know it is and um not a guy who you know, I would I would say really stood out to me as somebody who, you know, sometimes you see something in the papers and you stop and you say, Well, really, what's going on there, boy, with that fella? You know, mm-hmm. what like mm-hmm. you know, this fish this fisherman and see dress was oh, 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 you know how that mm-hmm. is going. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of labeling. Well, this situation, it kind of you know, it didn't fall into that category. And he went missing Saturday evening, and you know, they, they couldn't locate him. And I believe Sunday, the report was there that um, he was murdered, you know, and I want to send condolences out to the family and all those who are, you know, um, bereaved. The, right, there are, there are people I know who are related to him, you know, they are blood relatives to him. And, you know, it's always sad. I mean, every, every loss is sad, but it's always really hit your heart when you know somebody personally and you actually know the people and it's like, mm. wow, you know, it... it is really sent it back home and and I, I and the man was found in a in a house. I know. Ra- in wrapped bed. plastic inside a phone. Yeah. Um that was real crazy. He you know he he was <clears throat> he was said to have gone to drop off a rental and to buy some US, which brought up a big red flag for people because they say, look at that tuna. Businessmen cannot access yeah, the that, right? Yeah. That mm. is another failure of the system per se. I mean, people might say it's not a failure because we don't who says we should get US. But again, we live in a world where we are told that, you know, in the let's say the capitalist system, that you know, you you work hard, right? Mm. You have private enterprise, you know, the US dollar is boss, you know, you you had to work with it. Want to, yeah, you, know, you don't have a choice. You don't have you a choice. Have and, it, right? and, and and I know I know Cutter, you was we, we, we talking about um a little later on uh we're going to do a separate episode on cryptocurrency and blockchain and whatnot. When we go in that in that in depth, 
people understand why the US dollar is still king. You know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, that issue of getting US, <laughs> as I say, all over the world I travel and I have never seen the problem that Trinidad has anywhere else where man on rations to get US and that kind of thing. Um, and now we have crime getting tied to it now. And, yeah, because there would be a black market for it somewhat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and you can't blame a man whose business has been built on that, mm -hmm. you know, model to want to access that, you know. And, you know, it's not like he's doing an illegal drug. It's just that it's not available mm -hmm. to him. You know, it's just like, how, just like how the vaccine wasn't available to people, but it could be available in a private healthcare center that getting it in, mm -hmm. you know. You would have gone pay for it, you know. Although we should mm -hmm. have had it, people would have been paying. But I think there are people who are getting Pfizer and thing down here, you know. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah? yeah, but again, it's not because of you know government giving it out. You might have to. <laughs> so it have so it have other mechanisms of getting vaccine beyond the public sector and, and what they are giving out. I'm 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 sure there I'm sure there is I'm sure there is. Mm. Like, you know, um, I mean, may have to be packed. I mean. <laughs> checked on it, but I'm, I'm pretty mm. sure that that's the situation. Now, um, now with that, um, the point is that this man, you know, people are saying, look at that, now this man, you know, just went to get things done to do what he has to do, you know, feed his family, right? He has mm. three daughters, you know, his wife, you know, he lives, as I say, with them there, and now their father is gone. No one really knows, you know, why they had to do that to him if they wanted to rob or whatever. I mean, but this has become all too common. We have a 90-year-old mm. woman killed. Yes. 90 years. You live a whole really? 90 years. Really? Right? You live a whole 90 years for somebody to come and take away your life. Sure. Right? Somebody steal it. So you you reach that milestone and you you, you go in, right? Mm. And somebody take that from you after you earn that level. You know, yes. understand what I'm saying? Somebody come for you. Some and it's not to say you be 90, you're not in the same zeitgeist as other people and things. Yeah. You know yeah. what this and it, what could she have put up a fight even? So hmm. so what is really happening with the social fabric in this country where this is all commonplace? You know, we could we could we could talk about this for for ages and for decades, right? But you know. But like, um, as you say, what place, we, we're talking about it, as you say, we're talking about it. The government ain't doing nothing. But what all you think we, and maybe the commenters, viewers, what we as a society, as neighbors, as brothers, as co-workers could do to make a change? Yeah, everybody talking the government, the government, the government, but what we doing as a people, is there anything we could do? But I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, one, one thing I would say, though, Torian, is that, um, and, and without a doubt, Cutter, it will be impossible to cover everything that we need to cover in this one episode on crime, because crime is very broad, right? And I mean, essentially, the, the, the discussion centers around two things one, what causing crime, and two, ways to treat with crime. But before you think about how to treat with crime, because that's a unique thing at Orion and that, you know, how Ontario will deal with crime is very different to how Micronesia will deal with crime, very of different course. to how Trinidad will deal with crime. So before you reach a point of figure of thinking, well, how we treated it, 
one question I mean that that I think we we had to be honest with ourselves about is how we get here. I mean, you have to understand that Trinidad is only 50 years old, Torian. Within we lifetime alone, which is a 30-year period, to me, we went from a non-crime society to a, a decrepit society when it comes in crime. And I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if people understand how bad the stats is, but Trinidad within the top 10 for both murder rates and crime index. Eh? Venezuela on the top, El Salvador on the top. Um, but just to get our perspective, El Salvador murder murder rate is 82. All right, uh, their their murder index, and they have a certain way they calculate that. Trinidad is 30. So to understand that we have 171 murders, 111 days pass so far in the year, and we have 171 murders. So that is more than one a day, and El Salvador is more than twice that. Right. So we we is number ten, Jamaica is number five, and El Salvador is number one. All right. So that is to put in perspective that El Salvador. So it it brings to it brings to mind what changed between when you was growing up riding bike in your jockey shorts down the road, you know, and you're traveling to go home. I mean, I know about all you, but even as late as when I was going up, I used to take green band. You know what I mean? And head down Marabella. You know, I, you go, you, I, go, you know. I just think about that. I just think about going to the right. cinema to watch late show and thing and traveling back home early to the night. Normal, normal. No, that's you was a rebel. That sounds like you was a rebel. No, <laughs> no, no. no, no you say traveling. You say traveling. I used to walk. I remember people, right. people who, like, you know, when it was, you know, that, you know, you're living too far, that you could make that trot any night and thing, and you're sure you will get a car right. because, you know, you're in and around Sando because the gas roll far from Sando. You know, it, right. I remember that time my grandfather said, we're going to watch a movie, and we went and watched, I think, my father, and right. late, so late, we, we say they, they want to drive, you know, we take taking a taxi, that kind of thing. True, 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 and, true, true. And true, I mean, true. like, you ain't doing that today, you ain't doing those kind of things today, people, and picking up this right. Planting just so unless you have to now, boy. You right. know, unless you're right. working, working late hours or something and you had your bread and butter on the line now. You know what I right. mean? You used to travel a lot, you know, like, like I mean, it, it's not like that anymore, partners, you know, and I mean, right. you know. That's well, as, 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 as he's saying, like, well, one thing I might not disagree with, but I might want to mm. challenge a little mm -hmm. bit on, let's see. Mm -hmm. You see, we went from not having crime the crime now. I, I see you many years not loosely because we had real crime yeah. back when he was younger. The we had, was we, had, we had crime, but mm -hmm. I, I use it in a relative term that in, in my 30 years, I would say up till when I was 15, 16, so it wasn't, it wasn't to the point where it was a weight on your shoulder. You know what I mean? And then so it had a point where it's just like Everywhere you're going, everything you're doing, crime everywhere. It reaching yeah. home by you. You know, it had a breaking by we when we were in in Marbella. And you know, when when that happened to you, fellas, I mean, because I mean, that's part of what we want to talk about here, right? I mean, people actual physical experiences, right? And I mean, it has some serious when that physically happened to you. And I know plenty of people in the comment. I see in some names, and I know some men had live and direct experiences with crime as well. That's a jarring experience to go through in. And well, I mean, when I when I, I remember we come up for school, um, it was a Sunday, we bus, we looked to open the door, realized the door was open. 
the whole house ransacked, you know, and, and this was this was Marbella. And I mean, it was my sister was with me and my brother. And I mean, she was shaken. You know, you go through the whole experience. I call any police and they say, yeah, now nah, the person doing that, doing that all over, you know. So, you know, is everything is everything. And, you know, and I mean, it's not something because, I mean, when we start to talk about ways to, ways to remedy the situation, is a very complex problem to treat with. So, I mean, this is not blame game, you know what I mean? Yeah, but of course, of course. It's, it, mm. Yeah, like, so Torian has a point there, and as Irv is saying in the comments, there were crimes, which are different scale. Now, right. is, the right. amount, is, the, it, 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 is the fact that you're saying there is no way you can be outdoors in the public now right. without... Right having to have a certain mindset. The, the Trinidadian's mm -hmm. mindset and psyche has changed. It has been damaged. Right. It was not like that. That's what Leslie meant. Right. It was not like that. Our psyche yes. was mm -hmm. not. And if you think mm -hmm. about it, you used to have plenty of teeth in, but it wasn't murdering and Correct. Violent. People used to come right. in your house. More, I, I think long time in my area, it used to have much more um, petty teeth. You know? People coming right. and teeth in. Right? You know, they're going mm -hmm. in window and, thing and taking TV and thing, right? Mm -hmm. But it had nothing like a man getting shoot for that now, right? Okay. It had, it, you know, it had not, like a man coming to take everything and, and kill. Like, I, I, that is like how I see it. Like, like that's a simple thing. And the fact of the matter is that, you know, today there is, you could really see that there is no sanctity placed mm -hmm. on life. In the minds of of the of the, the criminal today, there's no kind of the, the life is not sacred to them at all. Like they they look into command. If you had a dead, you had a dead, right? But, like who's, the, but who's the criminal cutter? When when you say the criminals, whoever it is committing whoa, whoa, whoa. clearly, whoever it is committing the crime, and then yeah, the desensitized population will look at it like they, they get bonged to death out here, right? Because I tell you, yeah. I have nowhere I could go. And not study like you know, I I go regularly in certain public places to like do little you know like outdoor activities and then keep a little fit and thing. And mm. I always have to watch over my back, you know. Right. You yeah, watch, I agree. Watch over always, always study. Well, who's this man coming here? Why? You know, is he seen? Why? Mm. You know. Mm. And I don't mind. You know, me and really want to be like that, but it's like you have to, you have to be dotish to not think like that. Mm -hmm. No. Now, mm -hmm. what we want to do today, I know Toran reached out to. To some um, people um, that he's close to, I will meet him for the first time today. Well, at least one of them, and um, it's now near enough time. I think we should bring at least one of them on to try and if we could probably um, introduce Mark, people. See if I can rung them up. You... Yeah, rung them up. We'll see, we'll see what's going on. And, and, you and have them in the backstage them. right now. Yeah, they're backstage here right now. So um, I think right now we have Anika. Is that the correct pronunciation? That is the correct pronunciation. Um, so, you know, Torian, you could give us a background before I bring her on. Yeah, sure. Okay, so Anika is a friend of my wife originally. They attended the same school up in, uh, the same high school up here in Canada and met my wife and we hung in the same circle as all Trinidadians and she went to university up here and she came back home and as I thought it was important to get her perspective as not only as a female but as someone who lived in Canada, 
was seeing all the media reports on the crime and whatnot and whatnot, and then to come back home, live home, and I believe even now she's having a different experience in Tobago during the pandemic. So I thought it was going to be excellent perspective she could provide on this crime situation, and she's smiling yeah. today. But yeah. yeah. So, so welcome, Anika, to the Heights room. Hi, welcome, good night, welcome. everybody. Thank you. So, Anika, just just because you know, I kind of had a fairing. Um, so you you used to live Trinidad. Before, as first. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so like naps. She went naps. Went, but... went naps. Skills. Went <laughs> right, right. to university in Toronto. Started okay. working in Trinidad and now doing work from home in Tobago. Okay, and how long you've been back? Um, since 2016, 2015. Okay, and you and and you were out there for how long? Eight years. Eight years. Well, that's a that's a good piece of change. Eight. Yeah. That <laughs> I can tell you from experience that is that that people just go for that amount of time and come back somebody different. Right? <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Right. So, especially the age you go at and so on. Right. And it's formative years as an adult and so on. So, you know, Very Anika. True. With the topic of, of, of crime being the one that we're really touching on today, right? Now, go into a first world country, okay? And getting accustomed to life there, right? Getting accustomed to the social fabric. Okay, now, every country has its challenges. No country is perfect. No, no society is Correct. perfect, you know? Correct. Would you say that you, have to, you had to do a lot of um, readapting or adapting to Trinidad? And if so, did you notice also, as someone who was here, left and came back, that when you came back, Trinidad also wasn't the same, or was it the same? Or you, you, you tell us. So just to lay some context, I left in about 2008, 2009, 2016, and that's when kidnappings were very rampant. They were very. There was a point I can't remember if you guys remember, but there was mm -hmm. a point where mm -hmm. you was hearing about one like every week. It was a little crazy. And I, I, I think that also kind of when I when we were talking about me going to school away, I think that also kind of fueled the decision, to be quite honest. Um, maybe get a fresh start somewhere new that's safer, etc. And definitely the change was it was it was a big change. Um I, I was living by myself, my parents were here, my family was here. But just as a, a female, you felt a lot safer. I could have go and take runs in the night downtown. Um, of course, you always have your crazies, right? Like you said, everywhere have have their have their cons, but it was a big difference. And even like you said, coming back, um, and I think it was touching point as well, right? You come back a different person as well, but Trinidad also seemed different. So mm -hmm. is that? And now being in Tobago, I I feel like that shift has happened in my in, in my perspective again with, with with crime. Like I feel like I feel a lot safer here. Um, no disturbing. Mm -hmm. I could walk out the road, but I also feel it's because I'm in Crown Point, which is, let's say, like a tourist area. So nobody's going to, nobody, no, no Tobagonian is going to really risk um, giving that reputation to Tobago where, you know, people, it's not safe for tourists or trainees to come because that's their bread and butter. So I think that like, all that, it is, it's, it's very um, multifaceted and very specific to different areas. Like I feel like I've had a very sheltered experience when it comes to crime based on where I've been and, and, and how I've grown up, to be quite honest. Right, but like right. you say, the, the, you have to, the culture you have to be doing is not to be looking over their shoulder constantly, to right. be real honest. 
Now, we all know that, you know, the, the rhetoric was, you know, end violence against women, yes. you know, over the past few months, ever since, you know, the, the straw that broke the camels back with Andrea's murder. Now, we all know that, you know, Trinidad is a very violent nation, very unsafe, and women are at more risk than men for, you know, different reasons. And then there is the fact that, you know, we have a lot of, um, how to put it, that, okay, 30% of women that are killed are killed by their family member, yes. whether it be yes. a whether it be a common law husband, husband, um, boyfriend, maybe you know a sibling, whatever it be. Yeah. Whereas that is three percent for men. So, being a woman in Trinidad and Tobago, and Tobago to an extent, as you said, right, already puts you into a category where you're not even safe in your own home, literally, yeah. right. Now, you said, you know, you would take your runs and so on without any kind of hassle, right, when you are away. And then you, know, you also mentioned that when you're in Tobago, Crown Point, you feel a lot more safer than when you are in Trinidad. So, so, so tell me, when you are in Trinidad, right, what are some of the things that you would do on a day-to-day -day basis that you think that um, you don't have to do in Tobago or you wouldn't think uh, twice about in Tobago, like in terms of like your day-to-day -day movements, like what the things that run through your head when you read the papers as a as a female reading all these things that happen and anything. Let's give us a little bit of insight on that. Well, to be honest, I'm at home when women say women sure that you literally just stay home. You go out when you need to go. And, and especially in this pandemic world as well. Right. So that's 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 one piece of it. Work from home as well has also kind of made everybody just kind of stick to where, where they live. You have no reason to go out really except to run errands. And then, of course, day and night. That's the first thing. The minute six o'clock reach, I cannot leave my house. So I have to leave my house before six o'clock because, mm -hmm. and again, it's culture, right? My parents automatically think, and, and they have their reasons. They um, you automatically think it's riskier to leave the house in the dark as a female, right? All these mm -hmm. kinds of, it's, 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 it's different for fellas, I think. I could be wrong, you could correct mm -hmm. me. But I feel like that's something we all do. I have to kind of plan my life around. So say as I go out to land by a friend, um, I have to know I have to leave home before a certain time, reach home by a certain time. And if, say like 11, and say I know I'm in later, maybe plan where I spend any night because it's not safe for me to come home after or be on the road at a certain time. So it's, it's a lot of pre-planning, a lot of... Um, I want to say justifications because like if I go out mm -hmm. like who are you going with who are you, where, where are you going somebody mm -hmm. else driving are you going with um mm -hmm. like a group of fellas is it just girls and it sucks but it, it really does make runs in terms of how comfortable my parents feel about me leaving home and any level of, of safety that I that I will be well for lack of a better word exposing or not exposing myself to right. so I, I'm also really lucky that I don't have to travel so as a single female who have to travel, I feel like there's so many other permutations and combinations you have to think about. Like, will you get a taxi? Is it safe to wait in this area for a taxi? Can I call somebody to come and pick me up? And then you have to think about things like finances. For somebody who is not, you know, making their own money or anything like that, you have to factor all those things in. Otherwise, you just stay home and live a very limited life, which I know a lot of females are doing.
yeah. because of the, the culture and that kind of thing. Yes, and you know, um, like your peer, your parents and so on, younger people and things, they just tell them you can't do this, you can't do that. You yep, know, you, yep. you, social certain parts of your social life have to be ex, you know extra exactly. because yeah. it's just wait, I, I want to follow up with something here. So uh, you, you mentioned in that your parents worry. Are you worried? I think me personally, being away, my I think a cutter used the word and it, it really did hit home with me. I became desensitized. And knock on wood, because I have not had personal experiences or say my it's not mm. say close to home or like um would let's see like coming home to find your door, you know, mm. broken down and you know, like that. I feel I'm I'm not nobody come and rub me, please. But like mm. I feel like, you know, I have a very different experience on a typical journey. To be quite honest, right. um. So, but my parents are very. The mindset is different. You're right. I do yeah. feel like a lot of risk that they don't think I should be taking. I want to say risk. I mean, going out after an hour, or I don't mean like I'm not a block or nothing. I don't mean like that. But you know what yeah. I mean. It's 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 a different level of risk in compared to theirs. But but let me let let, let me ask this to Anika. I mean, um, because I have a younger sister, uh, nine years younger than me, and she she did a similar sort of experience in terms of studying abroad, and she's back in Trinidad now. And I could tell you, I I, I constantly worry, you know, about yeah. uh, we we do a lot of travel or anything. If we had a get up late in the night and and have to drop on whatnot, we go that yes. extra distance. Um, and as I say, she was there with us when we when we first saw the breaking and whatnot. I could tell you, um, our reaction to that is we got some massive dogs. You know what I mean? We have like three huge mastiffs that is is her buddies. You know, her, the Akita is her is her buddy that used to sleep in the room with her and that kind of thing. And to me, I I saw I saw that experience affect her differently. You know, but what she ex used to explain about the life, and I spent some time with her in Ireland as well too. Um, I wanna, I wanna narrow the discussion temporarily, just specific to this one concept, which is Uber. She basically lives on Uber uh, when she was in Ireland, uh, and I would assume Toronto is something similar, yeah. uh, or, or, or where you had stayed in in, in Canada. Why is it that, and I experience it as well. There's an element of trust with the Uber drivers abroad uh, where, yeah, I'll just call an Uber and I go where I have to go. That, that's just okay there. Somehow I feel, because they, they tried to bring Uber in Trinidad, right? But but that fell apart. I mean, why why why, why not uh, Uber in Trinidad? Why, why is there such a difference? Because yes, there, was something, tell you. there was something to do with, there was someone who was... There was some kind of crime took place. I think someone there was, was there was a driver who was murdered, an Uber murdered. driver who was murdered, and, Uber, and it was murdered, Uber driver was murdered, right? Yes. And on top of that, on top of that, there was a lot of fuss being kicked by the Ministry of, I believe, it's Works and Transport, right? Correct. The Ministry of Works, I think it was Rouge really? um, yes. and his ministry. Because what happens is that. You know, and I mean, fair enough, they were talking about the fact that Uber comes in here, have taxis operating, it's all through the credit card system, and the taxation not taking place, like how they have it, where they, you know, when they pay it and the H and yeah, whatever. Yeah, when taxi, taxi people go and get a license, yes, Uber and that's how they make money. And, you know, Uber not, you know, because Uber now have a different model, a more, you know, 
no, I, futuristic model, not even like today's model, right? You know, like right. today's model. And I mean, we do have TT right chanting now, but the point I was, was not going to talk about that. We have TT right chanting now, but the thing is, mm. they were kicking off us at Uber because they could not get a piece of Uber's pie in Abai. Correct. Right? Mm. And you know that they, they can't be making no big money in Trinidad and they're not taking our junk, right? Mm. So, yeah, and they kick up a fuss when they kick up a big fuss and then they show that bring the camel back again again with me and this camel eh? um, mm. <laughs> is that murder and Uber, right? Mm. This international service that is mm. all over the world. Yeah. But I'm right. really thinking that Trinidad is not ready for innovation. Oh, really? It was and a PR nightmare for them. It was a PR no. nightmare. It was Trinidad bad for them. and Tobago Correct. is a nation that is not ready for a certain level of innovation or something to that yeah. effect. Like they, they, it, wasn't, it didn't sound nice at all and that they will be leaving this nation yeah. um, as of you know, what, so and so date and they were gone. And we can't get Uber. Uber could be in horse. Uber is everywhere, horse. Is yeah. Trinidad right. is a country that, you know, we are like, you know, run, you know, the, you know how we are on the, on so the you know, on Anika. the start. We should be having Uber here normal now, but again. Anika, so you, yeah. knowing that, knowing that there was like, we was this close to getting something as a female and at least, I guess in some ways you can never say for sure, but Chances are they didn't get a piece of the pie, so they kick up first. As a female, yeah. how would that make you feel like this is the people that run in the country? Like, I must tell you, and again, context. So I use TT Ride Share a lot, and I feel very right. safe with TT Ride Share. Okay, sorry, um, we're going through that. Right. Explain to me what is TT Ride Share. Kind of it's, it's, right. local, it's local Uber. It's literally okay. local Uber. Okay. There's okay. also, right? So I feel very safe using that because I can send my right. GPS, my live GPS position to anybody on one of my contacts. So they literally follow mm. my journey. Um, mm. the, the, tag, the cards are tagged, GPS tagged. Um, you mm. get all the information on your driver. So uh, mm. the, the, the oh. message we get as the consumer is that they do background checks. Uh, they have information on these drivers, etc. The same thing Uber does is literally local Uber. So as a female, mm. uh, with that being introduced, and there's also one called Pink Card, that's just for females. I'm not sure if mm. anybody's aware. Well, just, just for, for females, mm. and it's dr lady drivers as well. Oh, wow. Right? Okay. Okay. okay, okay. So to okay, add okay, that okay. extra level of safety. Yes. Um, yes, yes so yes, as yes, a yes. female, because I had those options, well, it's, again, Qatar's right, so the, the options didn't come in until a while after. So as a female, mm. I didn't feel no way after those things were introduced. But as a trainee, I kind of agree. That if we could keep it local, I would prefer mm. TT right okay. pink up right. over Uber right. any day. But I'm I'm me personally is very I'm very much support, um, local. support local, yeah. So if it's yeah. the same service and it's yeah. being how to say um people are being fairly paid, people right. are safe, and mm. we could keep that that tax um internal and work it back in the system. And I'm right. not missing Uber, but if we didn't have that, right. if we didn't have those options, of course, it would I would right. feel a lot more limited in my options of yeah, going out and that kind of thing. But it, again, yeah. it's, it's context, right? So they right. they they caught up to you know to the ball and eventually, right, yeah. and you know, and I also understand. As I said, I understand. You know, um, the need for you know a, a little bit to come back to the to it in our economy. Um, yeah. 
And um, is it efficient? You would say. You would say that these. these I would these say it is efficient. It is efficient, oh. I, and the yeah. prices are really good as well. Right. Um, mm -hmm. from what I've experienced, or in terms of the pandemic as well, the cars have been very clean. I remember going out like this was when we could have fed. Oh, the good days. Remember going out fed <laughs> in Chakakabana, um, over by the boardwalk in Chakaramas, mm -hmm. right? And it was like three o'clock in the morning. I was with my boyfriend, and this little girl comes to pick us up in this like little tina, and I was like. My girl, what you doing out here by yourself? Again, I'll write you up. I believe it was, believe it was drop. There's another one called drop. Drop, yeah, drop. Yeah, and I was like, my girl, I'm, I'm more scared for you than, than for me and my boyfriend. I was like, what are you doing all this hour? And she's like, no, but I feel so safe. Like, I have somebody monitoring my car where I'm going. They know the destination I'm supposed to drop you because you're supposed to, like, Uber, you, you put that in before you leave. Right, mm. and if my car bears off roots, I get a call. So oh. it's not like she's yeah, it's not like okay, she's okay. playing all this stars. And I was like, she's like, it's not like I'm in a salon and I'm able right. to do my little hustle three o'clock in the morning when my children sleep in. And so I was then, so so impressed by that, to be honest with yeah. you. Well, yeah. I mean, what what one one thing I would say though, um, because I mean, a friend of mine runs one as well called uh, All All Radio All Right, I think. Um, okay. And my thing is that it's it's the first time that I hear how wide this market actually is. Okay. Uh, so maybe the issue is really one of marketing that that they probably don't have big big enough marketing budgets to get that out there. Because I'm sure a lot of listeners for the first time hearing how well set yeah. up something <laughs> like this is. I and to be honest, yeah. and to be honest, which is also taking a risk, right? Again, I like I say, I know I take chances, but if you don't know somebody personally who uses it and who hasn't, right. who doesn't feel safe, or who can't come to you with a testimony to say I feel safe using it, you're not going to mm -hmm. use it. And it's right. because mm -hmm. of of, the, of what Kata said is that that mentality that you have to keep looking over your shoulder. And mm -hmm. I, I think I need to give a little uh, disclaimer when I say I take risk, a calculated risk. So right. it's not like right. I'm out here just liming, you know, it's mm -hmm. not that. You have to be careful as well because it's also right mm -hmm. place, right time, right? Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah, of so, course. so, you know, for, so yeah, there's Drop Torian. Um, I live yeah. in the city. There's yeah, Drop Right there. There's a Pink yeah. Cab. It's called Pink Cab. Pink Cab. So there's Drop, Pink, Pink Cab, and TT Right Share. And I no, must they, say, I really was, do love supporting yeah. these guys. There was mm. one um, that was supposed to launch called Taxi as well, T-A-K, but I don't know if that one came off. But no, um, but um, you know, the it 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 is functional. Now the thing about it too, guys, is that oh, we are going through a kind of transition phase as an as a nation because of you know as the world did, but you know we were mm. a little bit behind. Which you know the mm. the internet age, digital age, iPhone age, mm. you know everything apps apps apps. You know everything is right there. Now also with credit cards, right? So like mm. you know, the reason why it isn't as widely used is because at the end of the day, a lot of the people who are commuting. A lot of them don't have credit cards. That's yes. correct. Right. So, so because of that, you won't have as much of the traveling population using these services. However, the there right. are a lot of people from you know certain you know so a certain level of income earner, right? Who you know, and a certain level of mindset as well, because you know, again, it come, as I said, there are a lot of people now who may not be to say like they are they are of um upper class or anything, but they do have a credit card. Right, yeah. a lot of people, mm -hmm. a lot of people used to order 
stuff through people say i want to put in an order for something but now then before you know it, everybody right. got to you know to use skybox and stuff so other people know mm. they order the things themselves Correct. you know people used to ask mm. people to order and thing like pay people like interest to order mm. something mm. now you know most people would order stuff themselves especially you know well they have to have a credit card again so um it's really the, remember credit card is not a second place um you know second nature um second nature as it would be in other nations you know tobago is worse i have to tell you tobago is worse right. cash right. cash only almost everywhere right. yeah you know totally there yet but it's happening and yes. um you know and it it is very much present in like you know the port of spain area you know she went to a fete in, in chagaramas not so right yes. so you know like you know it, it up and around the west the area they know they use those things a lot um right. yeah. at, th- at this point in time we have another guest that we're going to bring on and this is somebody who is very familiar to most of us here and <laughs> utterly familiar to one of us and mm-hmm. this is miss swati linton right um <laughs> as, as we call her um <laughs> madam linton or uh, as, as you might say right so um I don't know. I don't know if I did, you know, if I didn't, if I say any name correct, if, if it's not um Linton, you know. <laughs> give me, you know, give my <laughs> it ain't gonna be Linton after tonight for sure. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, so yes, if um I I what however, let me just see if I can just pull on here. I wasn't seeing anything, I know seen it yet. Right at the stream. Hi Swati, are you going? Hello. Bless up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Swat, you know, right, right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, I you know, again, that's a Trini and Mina. You know, the Trini and Mina, the black and kind of guy. You know, I am to us progressive. <laughs> time. So I know how to be, you know. Are you ready for the progressive ones like we? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I am a bit of um, a old hog. So um, Swati, <laughs> um, well. Thanks for coming on, you know, joining us and giving that that perspective that we so needed right now. Now, Swati, mm. you aren't like Anika in that you have returned to Trinidad after being away studying and all of that. You actually reside right now in uh, Canada, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so just to start us off, you know, same kind of thing like what Anika talked about, but you are somebody now who you know for a fact that, okay, the majority of your time, you know, your life is now somewhere that is not like it you where it used to be like it used to be and that's not your reality anymore and how do you come to terms with the difference and when you think about how it was back then do you look at the news and say things getting worse do you think it's the same as it was what 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 really you as a woman seeing all the different things that are happening to women in in, in trinidad and that have happened for the longest while what what are your thoughts that bounce through your head oh gosh where to begin, right? They want me to talk all night. Yeah. Um, I will start off by saying I moved to Canada very reluctantly. I did not want to come here. And very mm-hmm. much like Anika, my family decided to migrate. Kind of when this whole kidnapping thing started in Trinidad. And things started getting dangerous. And to be quite honest, I don't think I ever saw myself as a target living in Trinidad. Up until the month before we moved to Canada. And I was robbed a few times. Not one time, but a couple times. And one of the more, oh, one of the more, I would say, 
at the time it was quite traumatic because it was a like violent or brief you want to say Actually, i wasn't the the, the 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 victim of the violence necessarily directly but i was present and trying to fight off a, a bandit basically and after that incident it was I, I called my father and I said, I'm ready to go. And honestly, even after moving here, I don't think people, I didn't realize how difficult condition would be because I had considered myself and still consider myself to be a very much born and bred Torah, bred Trinigil. Mm-hmm. And really and truly, after maybe a year or so, I had friends calling and telling me, what, did you, you want to come back here you know? Things just getting worse and worse. And after as year progressed, and I see my classmates, I went to um, Mortec with everybody growing up, everybody working now, everybody, you know, the stuff that happened, whatever. And then hearing is not just me, because I come from a family of privilege, if you want to call it that, but everybody now was a target. People who have nothing getting rough, women, Left, right, and center. I will say, when you're living in, born and raised in Trinidad, you know it has sexual harassment. You know it, but it's really when you move to a foreign country, and you realize it have no way I go in here, and a man will ever talk to me. So it have mm. no way I walk from here, and anybody will make a distasteful comment or make a comment that make me feel unsafe. And as a female growing up in Trinidad in my school uniform, and a school mm. looking like chubby looking girl used to, used to get the most vile comments. And you know, you don't get that up here. It's a different culture. Mm. And and I wouldn't say it's a perfect culture by any way or means, but the level of respect for women is different. And it's it's it, 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 you, you see it filtrate into the, 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 the criminal system as well. The victim blaming that is take place in Trinidad and the internalized misogyny that even women have towards themselves and each other is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It, it's shameful. And it really don't make you feel as a person to move back to Trinidad. As a woman, it really don't give you, it, it, it's not inviting. Because I will say, uh, as a as a person who moved the country and, and still feel a lot of a love from a from a from a Trinidad and Tobago, you you do feel guilty about getting your education and not going back to help, going back home to help. And really, you you kind of like the situation and you're reading the news every day, and you're not just reading the news but you're hearing first-hand accounts of ridiculous things happening. That I gotta watch my family and say that's ever happened up here. When last you hear something so heinous happen in this country, in in my little bubble here, in this city, when last year something that happened in a population that is exponentially greater than Trinidad and Tobago, it really don't happen that often. It's not as in your face. When I talk here, that I get robbed in Trinidad when I was in, people would be like this, like they doesn't believe it, like they doesn't. They don't know what to do. That is violence. Mm. When 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 you talk to other other women here and tell them about the kind of things you will see your 
your your family members saying and the kind of thing you hear your friends saying and the kind of happen to the face when you go to an establishment to get a service and a man watching you all how and you had a like and you're, you're feeling like it's you something because that's how people will feel something happened to you people don't understand that it's yeah there's there's a there's a really really low standard in, in Trinidad when it comes to you know a certain amount of decorum in public hunting with women hunting mm-hmm. right is a you know we just we just do we just not dare yet with that um and it's it, I don't know if you know the recent wave of you know activity and and um what they were demonstrations and so on about violence against women. I don't know if you know this new generation being a little more well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they could be a little more sensitive, you know, because the the reality is, and I mean nothing really points that they are. Nothing really points that being no. that they are more sensitive. To, um to be fair, and Sotty raised a good point when she said culture, because she writes, even if somebody go and do that say in Toronto, Canada, and next one will pull them up. And next one will be like, oh, we're doing dog. We, do, we don't do that here. And I think that is accountability. And like you say, like um, with the new wave in Trinidad of, of being aware and being a little more woke, I think that's they, they're trying to push that. Hold your brethren accountable. Point out what wrong. And so you raise the point as well. It, it, it seeps into the criminal system as well. We, we normalize so many things that should not be normalized. And we need to call them out more. And to be honest, that's why we'll that's why we'll have a better society. Some yeah. people don't realize they're doing something wrong, you know. Until yeah, somebody we, stop uh, and be like, brother, what are you doing? We actually normalize the things that 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 correct. are correct. Because the, the, the things that, that effed up is just normal. You correct. Exactly. Mm. We need to normalize things like being sensitive. We need to normalize yeah. things like having respect. We need to normalize things like not feeling like you're entitled to certain things. Because if you look at the, the recent spate of crimes, and as I said, 30% of women, right, killed by their lovers and so on. The crimes of passion. Mm-hmm. These people, who, who, these people who, who love you, care for you, right, or supposed to, right? But the entitlement is so crazy. And right. especially when, you know, there's a breakup or something, right? And it's murder, inside, it's murder, murder. Like, I mean, I teach in a school where you know, a few years ago, that's it, two years ago, um, two of my students were murdered, right? Um, with Along with one of them mother and the landlord, the man who she was with came over and just killed everybody, right? Hmm. Two, two she, she friend was just staying over that night, killed all of them, right? Th- this man just, you know, and the man is just like somebody who I think, you know, like he was like a kind of... Um, you know, I think he's a man from the like you know hunter kind of bushman kind of thing. Like you know, you know, so he's yeah, a firearms. you know, he's not like you know. So like I guess I can. And that's the only way he could have reason with this thing and and this the only solution. And he just went and bludgeon everybody like like real like you know not no normal gunman thing. This one come and just you know, and it's like what enables people in Trinidad. And this is again that's just one one case. It have. More and more and more and more. This lady, the other lady from Puff and Stuff, husband, um, ex boyfriend or whatever, killed, uh, killed himself. 
And this entitlement to, to, to women that men cannot take rejection and all this kind of thing is just so normal here now. And that women do not supposed to be able to choose, you know. Now, not saying that all, you know, relationships aren't complicated and, you know, people aren't, you know, going through whatever traumas and whatever, whatever. But to be killing people like we are doing here, something is dreadfully, dreadfully wrong now. You know, it is not normal and yet it is normal. And... I don't know. I don't know. And um, yeah, it, I mean, yeah, yeah, Shankar. Yeah, I mean, Kata, one one of the things I want to point out here is that um, and and I mean, I really want to thank um, Swati and Anika for coming on because this 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 is exactly what what we you know we we wanted to to get um, you know which is this female perspective on on quite a few topics to come because. Uh, you know, there's a there's that value that I saw in talking with my sister, where there's a different perspective that I think people need to be aware of. I mean, Swati, you, you made the point of, of victim blaming. Uh, when this thing had happened with, with Andrea Barat, I mean, I was shocked to hear some people actually start to go down that line, you know, and start to talk that sort of victim blaming talk. Um, Can I ask you if, if plenty of them were women? Did you realize a lot of them were women? And Swati made the correct. point. We are we are sometimes our biggest critics and our biggest hindrances. But 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 even even on top of that, Anika, um, and later on we're gonna talk about uh, probably another few episodes well, we're gonna talk about solutions because there's also in my mind, I think, a lot of solutions that the people in the right positions aren't taken into account. So even like when we talk about people having access to credit cards, uh, when I lived in uh, um, China, for, in Shanghai for a little bit, um, and Las Vegas, and for the little while that I stayed in Lisbon, I could tell you everybody has cards, but it's like subway cards. So it's cards that you could get from uh, the public transportation agency um, where people could have access to that sort of safe transport publicly. So that also speaks to the question that certain people in the public domain isn't being held to account. You know what I mean? It's, it's certain things that, you know, they're not being held to, hey, you have to do a better job. But eventually, uh, I have a friend who is a transportation planner out of um, FDOT, Florida, who would be able to talk a little more about that. But uh, Swati, from your perspective, what is, what is, what is Canada doing right? Uh, what what in your mind is is and I mean we'll get into the details to come, but just off the top of your head, what 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 do you think they're doing right? Um, that's a that's a that's a that interesting question. I don't know if there's necessarily one specific thing that you write. I think one big difference that I see between Canada and, and Trinidad is the level of sexual education and education in general, to be honest. The sexual education has a lot to do with it. I think the way we educated past the point of puberty uh, or, or when we become puberty is the most backward dated, structured way of teaching children about sex and what goes on with your body. And that in itself, it, it creates a divide between girls and boys to, that, 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 that transfers to them becoming women. 
and I started a page where I, I was watching actually um, a webinar that um, the Children's Authority had on sex education. I think it was last week. And I was very disappointed by one account of one of the uh, panelists talking about, I, I, actually it was multiple panelists talking about, um, talking to young girls about the changing body. And you're growing up now and you're, you're getting shaped and you're looking nice and you have to cover up yourself and you have to know how to conduct yourself. And um, Parker's age, you shouldn't be around your panty. Where would you talk about, well, Parker's age, as a young boy, you shouldn't be walking around in your jockey. You don't have that. You're not teaching. It's too much emphasis on to respect their bodies and, you know, keep it covered and keep it this and keep it that. And it's like, or you don't understand how relative that is. I, I, I think I think there's too much emphasis on, on sexuality in terms of it being a moral issue. Yeah, it's a it's shame a culture. Moral issue. It's a, it's shame, a shame culture. culture. Yeah, and it's not and equitable. Not the shame is not equally divided. It's no. not. And if a woman talk about her sexuality, talk about sex in any way, she's an old whore, she has kettle. If you talk to a man about sex, where's the happen again if you do something? You know, and it's really, it's, there, there's really a very strong, clear dichotomy between the way young girls and young boys are educated about their bodies. So, and it definitely is a perfect system. There, there, there is room for improvement here, for sure. But I think that is that amazing, especially now we have a, a baby too, a, a little boy. And I have to myself be very thoughtful of the way I talk about myself. Um, talk about you know, like I, I already thinking about it, and the poor child isn't old enough to understand or none of that yet. But it's something that you have to be thoughtful of a parent in today's society. Who wants to raise a little boy who do some little girl something and say, Well, I didn't know that was something wrong to do. I didn't know you're not supposed to touch girls there. Who want the son to come home or, or hear you talking the son, your son told them some name? Like we, 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 have to, we have to stop that and teachers, parents, community leaders, religious leaders, they really need to stop this nonsense. And I, I, I think a, a, a lot of it as well, unfortunately, is, and I know I will get a lot of backlash for saying this, but we rely a lot on, on, religious leaders and people who interpret our religion, respective religions in ways that really value the separation, the genderization of adulthood and treating yeah. women a certain way because they are women and treating men a certain way because they are And it falls yeah. out of that, it falls out of line. I agree. Now, yeah. yeah, that's a really, really, really good point, Swati. Because you know you you drive it home your sex education and education about these 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 things that we in Trinidad don't even know how to approach because of the psyche. Mm-hmm. Our previous minister, I believe he said when there was something in the news that he said he not put in that like sex education as a priority when it I think on the heels of probably people talking about you know all the violence and thing. Um, he said sex education is not the priority. He said something very stupid. 
Now, there mm-hmm. is something in schools now called health and family life education, which is a subject in all government schools called HFLE, Health and Family Life Education. And it has, you know, on the syllabus for it, you know, things to do with sex education and things. So teachers have to teach sex education. And however, being in the system, there is no there's no teacher who is specialized in that. That is just something there and they ask teachers, yeah, you go do it. You go, you go, you're willing to teach um, HFLE. And I yeah. will be like, well, all right, cool. And I will try to <laughs> teach it. And I will do it and, you know, my, and I mean, there's no real standard, of course, you know, as a teacher, you know, you should have, you know, you know, follow the syllabus, whatever, whatever. But mm-hmm. I am not assessed to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Why do we not have priority placed on, if it is that you don't want to have a, a, a teacher doing that, why just like oh, you have RI every week and you're bringing in people to come and teach all the different religions? Why not make a priority for all schools just that they have a guidance counselor, that they have somebody? Now, you have guidance counselors and then who will talk about things and, and all these things. We have it. But again, you'll have one guidance counselor to about five schools or like mm. some hmm. stuff like that, right? Real, real shippingness, right? You and then how do, you get, how do you get kids to go to a guidance counselor when there's so much shame around sex and exactly. their bodies and exactly. being a female and developing? How do you, how do you encourage that? Right. And, the, and, mm. and yeah, we live in a conservative culture no matter how much we we would want to think that oh you know well we living in the in the 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 21st century and all that and whatever right Mm -hmm. our like we don't have any kind of politics with liberal and conservative we just have conservative across the board right (laughs) and it ties into that whole thing you're talking about swati when it comes to religious leaders and religion on the whole Mm -hmm. given this kind of mantle right now, religion is important to people. You know, it helps a lot of people. It is a very important thing in people's life. But when you let that be the decider for so many things, and you, like any background, well, yeah, that is what that falls. And you, and, you, and, you, and you have so much, you see. And next thing with our education system, my friends, is that it's only religious boards that run the schools that are achieving. So when you have... a sure in which religious boards and religion by nature is a conservative thing overall mm-hmm. because conservative thinking leads to you know the upholding of certain patriarchy and so on right so when it is that you have schools like Naparima, um shiva boys and so on right from different religions that are producing some of the better thinkers um better um students and all of that right because of the system in which you know we have for forever where yeah you know those are the prestige schools and all of that right so you have students who are um intelligent a lot of potential there but they are in a school now where there would be an unwritten code to that you can't really go to move too wild too when you're teaching them certain things they can't really look to be too too liberal they can't look to be too challenging of certain certain concepts because you are still in a school that's supposed to uphold certain things and I will tell you that, you know, I heard, I heard really, really like, you know, crappy stuff about like, you know, you go to an interview with um, a certain board and they ask you if you could, if you could cook and this kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like just trying to show like, you know, well, um, if it is go to, if it's go to this thing, if it is wear this kind of clothes when you go to this kind of thing. And it's like, you fish, you serious. If you're married, yeah. how come you're not married yet? And them kind of thing. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you it happens. And, and I think all you could, I don't really want to call out anybody, but I think you could guess what he, which kind of board would have been asking them kind of thing about that kind of thing. And that is, that, and, and with these kind of, you know, archaic, dinosaur dotishness 
that runs through, you know, the upper echelon of the system, right? It is very hard to really see progress because, again, with anything in Trinidad, you have a set of old men who stick, who's stuck in their way and don't like to see, you know, the new guard come and say, well, you know, things change. And they rather say, well, you know what? Okay, when you reach by my level of things, then you could do what you want. But while you're there, understand that this is how it has been done now, right? And, and that you know, as well. I'm sorry to is education, everything, that is what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I will say as well, I think aside from having these of old men, really and truly, as they want to make in a lot of the rules that the rest of us have to follow, I think a lot of women out there, they it's almost like a fear to think differently. It's almost like somebody tell you, uh, the, un, unfortunately, the, the reality of the situation is a man is in this position and for this work. And it's almost like women, women afraid to believe different for themselves. Like we, we if, if we do, we don't give that we we're not we're not buying into that system where we have to always look for approval and we have to always seek ownership from someone. Is it you're under your father roof or you're under your husband roof? Or mm. what it is really and truly. And I think a a, a, a problem is that and women too, we look at as long as you're beating your wife, as long mm. as you're not and she left right and center as long as you're not um, being nasty to a woman, you never rape a woman outrightly, kidnap she and rape she, he's a good man. Good. Mm. And we're not looking at the subtleties that that are play as well, that is kind of that is kind of feed into this mentality that you know, well, women are capable of doing things. Women mm. are valuable to our society. Mm -hmm. We are valuable. We needed. Yeah. And it's still then it's still things. I'll give you an example. The other day I had to renew my Trinidad passport and I posted on Facebook and because I was so upset because there was a section on the passport for married women. And to be honest, the first time I had do the, the last time I do my passport, I was married as well. And when I was in the passport office in Trinidad. I was like, what the hell am I going to know that for? What I'm going to know who my husband is, what I have to do with anything? Mm. So I can't get my passport if I, if I don't know who my husband is. Where the section for the wife? Where all your section for how much wife you have and whatever, whatever. I'm not going to comment. The, the, the question I'm to ask my, my, my Facebook friends, where is the purpose of the section? Like I genuinely was curious. The, the responses seem to be like, oh, that matter. I said, you marry somebody and you, you, you get citizenship becoming a, um, a naturalized citizen through marriage and whatever. But methods get citizenship becoming from getting married too. And it's like normalized. Yeah, so where's the problem if they're asking about married women and not married men? Where's the problem? You had to know where your woman is. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're one woman running away from, from the country which has man this too. Yeah. And it's what these I was going to say it's ironic you mentioned all these things because all these things kind of feed into the mentality that violence against women and crime against women and that ownership and entitlement because I was talking about. All things you mentioned there are like undercurrents to why 
um it's so normal for men to commit crime against women they don't see the connection but there is a there is a direct connection look at that exact form for example you are literally you are owned but your husband is not owned Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think, um, just to touch on a little more, to expand a little more on what Cotter was saying and and what the point that Swati made. I mean, it, it, it really comes back to a patriarchal system that, uh, you know, if you look at education systems in Trinidad, it started in the late 1800s, and mm-hmm. I think Napsa Napsa started in 1880 or something like that by by a father. And what you find is that what created these systems was basically financing from the head churches. So the head churches send financing through these organizations, and then they then became almost these pillars uh, of mm-hmm. which education spurned from. And it's an interesting thing that when you look at a lot of uh, the mainstream uh, religions, they tend to be very patriarchal. and only when you explore a little more uh when you look at you know the lotus sutras out of tibet um taoism uh shintoism uh you know you you look at a lot of far east religions you get more maternal religions which you find mm-hmm. are very uh sorry matriarchal religions which are mm-hmm. which which you know very few people actually know about um and you know the question is then asked well if it is your education system is based off of these religions then wouldn't some of the biases of these religions then filter through um to these people who from generation to generation will then end up following suit um mm-hmm. and even i mean for me who you know started school in in government school i mean i went pfc point fourteen senior and i could tell you um kata even in uh pfc we saw certain signs of of that bias i i remember when it had eid and they had invited a guy to come up and do do a prayer um a, a muslim prayer and a lot of people started to laugh because he was he was talking in arabic and what not and you could uh, see this lack of sensitivity uh to mm. different to different religions and of course rastafarianism will get even more um but you know it it shows that 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 perspective that original perspective you know it filters into the fabric of society itself and is something where i think um you know when you research you know uh, emperor nero of rome uh and you know pope pius and his war with the spanish you will get to see that that principle of a patriarchal led organization that filters into managing the state no separation between church and state because that's what pope pius and and the king of spain got into that war over it existed since then and that was the 1300s mm-hmm. so you find now that that system in different degrees are filtering out into our society because it it, it really what it speaks to is what really is freedom and is to understand that you know when they talk about emancipating yourself from mental slavery there's a lot of very subtle things that happen that really colors how you how you look at things so when you look at the problem of crime or the problem of specifically crime against women you really have to be able to trace back at the roots of 
what is really leaning people in this direction. Mm -hmm. And again, it always comes back, which is the purpose of the Heights Room, why we always want to encourage people to come and talk. You know, um, knowledge is power. You know what I mean? So I'm sure, you know, I mean, for me, I learned so much just from this session. You know what I mean? That I would have never, uh, you know, expect, way all of that, you know. Um, and that's part of the mission, eh, Kata? You know? Definitely. It's about furthering further in our vision. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, as you say, the things that, that, that influencing us might seem subtle today because it was big changes back in the day that were upheld. You understand? Mm -hmm. So 1300, in the 1300s, something from, from then still lingers in society today. And we might look at it because it's so subtly embedded now when back then it would have been like a, a drastic change, you know? Mm -hmm. But now, to, but we don't realize that, you know, a lot of people, you know, don't, you know, they look at things and they say, well, that's just the way it is now. Mm. Say, says who? You understand? <laughs> it always had different norms as time progressed in history now. So just because today this is normal, right? On or something has been normalized, doesn't mean that that's just the way it is. You understand? Mm -hmm. And we have to unlearn certain things, and that is not easy to do when you have, you know, bodies that are responsible for certain things that have no care about what we are speaking out right now. But the more we talk about it, right, the more we enlighten each other with platforms like the Heights Room, and the more mm -hmm. we share, you know, that is the power of the people. You know, and the power of knowledge, as you say. So I wanna I wanna really look to start um wrapping up because we had a good session tonight. If anybody has anything they want to add, um Torian, I know we had here yeah, um a little quiet for a little while there. I know that's good. Mm -hmm. that's good. Okay, yeah, it's good. I mean, I'm I'm, not, I'm sure Swati appreciates that. Um <laughs> so you know, um I wanna thank everybody who is you know, commenting right now in the in the chat and so yeah. on. I, I was yeah. seeing somebody ask if um pepper spray pepper spray legal yet. I don't think so in general. I don't know. Um, they, they it, reach, there is they a point they're working on. It, yeah, yeah something they're working on, but they never working on it, and they, and it seems like if they're going to because of the demonstrations and then recently pepper spray might should be you know a fully legal um yeah. product. But, but they have been upsurge in sales, so even yeah. if it's Wait, not so it's fully legal. Right yeah, I know people who are selling it on the low, yeah. It's, oh. it's, there's a, there's been an upset. I, I think, and like, because of the expectation, it will become legal. So yeah. people are already prepping. People already, yeah, people already yeah. trying to give, you know, that, that thing. I mean, and that, that's, and, you know, so just because, you know, it's not normal and legal doesn't mean that people don't have it now. People just want some level of comfort to feel like they you have know? some kind of It's control. not like it's a solution. But no, again, again, we, we have to really weigh and say, okay, Correct. Just because it's not a solution, are we just going to say, well, that's not going to work? Or do we still say, mm -hmm. well, let's try to put it on the table and see if we can help somebody in an emergency? You know what I mean? Um, overall, you know, I want to thank all the people who commented. Um, Chiba pulled through the AM and yeah, the boy mm -hmm. Faraz in the zone there, Everlasting Heights, Mother Earth. Yes, Mother Earth. Right. <laughs> oh, Mother Earth. All right. And, uh, you know, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um... Again, I want to thank Anika and Swati for coming on and sharing their perspectives. And I want people to know that you can always reach out to me or Shankara or Torian or shoot us a message while the show going on and say, 
you want to jump on, you want to say something, I will send you the link, I will bring you on. It's an open platform, right? No perspective is not welcome. All perspectives mm -hmm. are welcome because even though we may not always agree, we can show respect for each other's points of view because that is the only way we are going to move forward as a society right. and as a world, okay? Mm -hmm. um, at the same time too, I want to tell everybody to, you know, in this time of pandemic, which, you know, we are seeing the upsurge again in Trinidad and Tobago, please be mindful of what is going on, make informed decisions. And that goes for everybody around the world as well, because we have worldwide audience right now. I mean, we have people from all walks of life and all places coming onto the show. And I thank you all for that. So with that being said, um, Shankari, are good there? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. With that being yes, said, sir. thank you, everybody. And we'll pick up next week. We're trying to do every week. So thanks again, everybody. Big up all yourself. Keep Don't it level. Don't go to movie, dog. Stay home. Yeah. Don't go and see Mortal <laughs> Kombat because they might come with the fatality. If movie do open, I feel I might go, though. But... <laughs> <laughs> all right, people. Everybody, good night. Good. Thank Bye. you. Later. Bless. <laughs>